What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Eating Podcast. In today's episode, Roz grills me, no pun intended, on my carnivore diet. I've been doing the carnivore diet for nearly two months now. There are some things I love about it, some things I don't enjoy about it, and I'm going to answer all of those questions on today's episode. But before we get there, I just wanted to give you guys another reminder. I'm taking on a handful of clients now. If you're interested in working with me, if you're interested in losing weight, changing your body composition, putting on muscle, improving performance, any of those things, I'm your man. I'd love to take you on. You can check us out, ownyoureating.com. You can check it out under nutrition coaching. You can see our basic package and our essential package. And if you sign up, you're either working with Roz or myself. We don't have other coaches. We do all of it. We are in love with our company. We are passionate about what we do, and we love helping people hit their goals. So if you want more information, definitely go over to the website, ownyoureating.com, or you can email us, contact at ownyoureating.com if you have any questions. All right, that's it. Let's get to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Own Your Eating podcast. It's been some time since... Roz and I have recorded an episode together. We put an episode out last week, one of our prior webinars on willpower, but we are making a concerted effort to bring to you regularly scheduled episodes because the fans, Roz's fans just really want it. They just love us. They love they you. They just love hearing our voices. That's what it is. <laughs> I think it's your English accent. I don't Maybe. think it's my New York muddled accent <laughs> that could be what it is um but yeah no I, I i know a lot of my clients listen to podcasts and i'm always recommending other podcasts for them to listen to so i was like babe maybe we should start our podcast up again <laughs> so here we are starting it again we're going to bring to you regular episodes on specific topics yeah and if you have something in mind that you want us to talk about definitely send us an email or message us on Instagram or whatever and let us know. So the email address is contact at com. But what are we talking about today? I believe per your request and from a few people that had reached out to us, you wanted to talk about my experience thus far with the carnivore diet or lifestyle. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. I mean, I obviously I know a little bit about it. <laughs> By the way, Roz did my, what'd you do? We did a blood glucose test this morning. And you could not get blood out of three fingers. So <laughs> all of my fingers are sensitive right now. Look, that one's got, it's already know, it's it's got bruising. A it. Yeah. That's so strange. I've got very thick fingertips. Yeah, but actually I'd be really interested to, to do um, your blood glucose testing throughout the day today. And we can do it over the next couple of days too. Just to see like what kind of impact your, because realistically your diet shouldn't really be impacting your um, blood sugar levels. Ideally, and I think that's a good talking point for carnivore. Yeah, I mean, is, is that one of the reasons? Well, I guess that could be one of the reasons why people do it. What was the reason that you did it? So I don't really have a specific reason. I There's a few people that I follow, a few people I listen to that had been talking about it for those that are unaware, January is World Carnivore Month. Is it really? You know, who knows? Every day is a different holiday, right? The other day was Bacon Day or something. Yeah, it was International Bacon Day. You know, there's Pizza Day. 
every day is a holiday, you know, in, in 2020. But it has, it has to be something to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it, I listened to a podcast by a guy named Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. He's pretty well known. And he's typically on top of things like that, like the newest, trendiest health things, diet things, uh, recovery, etc. And every every year in October, they do something called Sober October. Mm-hmm. It's typically him and these three other comedians. It's Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and Ari Shafir. And they don't drink, they don't smoke or anything for, for a month. And then this year in January, Joe Rogan did... 30 days of carnivore during, or what is January? 30 days has September, April, June. 31. 31. <laughs> 31 days for carnivore month in January. And I, I kind of got behind it. And then this other guy that I follow, Mark Bell, who, for those of you unaware, he created something called the Slingshot, which is what a lot of people mimic at CrossFit affiliates when they put bands around their knees and do mm-hmm. like sidestepping. So he created the Slingshot, which I... So much better than just strapping a band around your legs. We have one in the garage. And I'm a big fan of him. I had him on my other podcast, Best Hour of Their Day, sometime during the quarantine, so they can find it. But we talk a lot about it. And he's just, a lot of what he says, a lot of what he does, I'm very in in line with, you know, talks a lot about stoicism. And he did, he started off with 30 Days of Carnivore, Mm -hmm. and he went over 100 days. And it just intrigued me. It just... Since I found macros five years ago and have had tremendous success with it, I've been less willing to test other things Mm. because I I feel like this is working. Why would I do anything different? Yeah. But I feel like there are plenty of other things you can try while still following macros. You're still tracking, right? I am still tracking, but the point was – you know, I had seen it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And a few of the things that stuck out to me for why I wanted to try it were, A, I like those foods. Meat? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like meat and yeah, salty I, I, foods? I mean, I, I don't know if we should clarify. Carnivore diet is somewhat self-explanatory, but what are the foods that you can eat? It's like any diet. You know, anytime I talk to people about it or they ask me about it, can I do this? Can I do that? You can do anything you want, right? There's no, like, you don't get a certificate at the end of the year or whatever, you know. Sure, but there's a premise. Yeah, and the premise is if it's meat, eat it. If it's not, don't eat it, right? So, you know, the the joke would be, you know, if it it had eyes and a soul, eat it, right? I know it sounds... (laughs) Hilarious. So, (laughs) but that's just a good way, you know, I explained it to one of my buddies and I'm like, hey, if it had eyes, you can eat it. Okay, that makes it a little bit easier. I would say the next level below that would be some people incorporate dairy. Mm. So for the first maybe 20 to 30 days, I didn't have any dairy. Now I've been incorporating a little bit of like sharp cheddar cheese. Yeah, which I feel is a little controversial because dairy can be pretty an inflammatory food for a lot of people. Well, and that's why I eliminated it first. Yeah. To see that. Um, I haven't drank things like milk or anything, but some people will have heavy cream. You know, the, the more pure it can be and ultimately, so I kind of live by two rules. One, if it's meat, it's okay. And then secondly would be minimize carbohydrates. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's cheeses out there that have higher carbohydrates. I would avoid those. Mm. But the sharp cheddars that I've been getting from King Supers have zero or less than one gram per serving. 
Yeah, I guess in its strictest form, it's meat only because otherwise you start blurring lines with other diets like keto or Atkins or whatever it might be. Right, and this is not keto. This is not Atkins. And then I was going to say the the one more layer down, uh, my buddy James does carnivore and he does what he refers to as dirty carnivore, <laughs> which is like, okay, I'll throw some sauces on things. You know, so... For example, you bought some ribs unaware that they oh, came. Oh, you couldn't with... have that, though. <laughs> right. He might eat those. Oh, really? With 33 carbs? Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, and, and that's the thing. Just like macros, it's got to be sustainable. It has to be working for you if you want to. The, the only recommendation I would give somebody is, and this we can talk about when I started, but you have to give it a, a, a length of time before deviating. Mm-hmm. So... If you plan on doing carnivore with a cheat day once a week, or you plan on doing carnivore with, you know, uh, and you're going to go on vacation, etc., I would say you, you need to go 30 days. So you asked earlier why I did it. I, w- I was following it. I was following it. Quarantine came, pandemic came, and I had my ups and downs with my nutrition. Yeah, I think you were just kind of over the whole tracking thing, but didn't really know what you wanted to do next i would say ever since we moved here i haven't been as diligent as i was in new york or florida yeah and then partly because since moving here we've actually pre-pandemic we're doing things yeah we were busy and we were probably going out a little bit more you started implementing a regular cheat day <laughs> well we you know we lived in an area that all of a sudden had oh, more delicious restaurants amazing food right? in boulder yeah easy accessibility i was working with people where we would actually meet out at places which wasn't happening in florida you know so so it those are all just excuses i, I could have been better but i just wasn't and and with all that being said i've continued to track it would just be okay. The, the same things I would preach to clients, like always be tracking, because if you don't, it opens up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've really gotten into nuts and more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a very obsessive way. But I think you know what you're to- what you're describing is is very commonly felt by people who who track their macros, especially when they were as strict as you were for so long. It's you go through a phase or a period where you know, you really need a break. You need that mental detox or detach from it. And you didn't really take that because you did still keep tracking, but you were being pretty loose with your numbers. Um, So anyway, of course, then COVID came and you'd obviously heard about this diet and it piqued your interest. Well, that was, and that was months past because COVID came in March. Yes. And, you know, I didn't wind up starting this until July. Sure, yeah. So, well, I think <laughs> nobody was really motivated to do much at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little bit of everything. I felt like, you know, and, and I did a five-day fast during COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so that was part of it. I did that five-day fast. and What was that for? That was primarily for my foot. Yeah. So for those unaware, I have stage four arthritis in my big toe, which sounds kind of silly, but it really impacts me. And I feel it all the time. Mm. And I've met a few buddies at jujitsu that had done these fasts. One of them is a rejuvenation doctor. And he's like, I can shoot some stem cells and do all this kind of stuff in your foot. But here's what I'd recommend. Fast for five days. Did the prolonged fast. Um, 
if you're interested in that, I can certainly talk to you guys about that. And I, my foot felt way better. Mm-hmm. And not only did it feel better during, but it continued to improve after. Mm-hmm. Like for a few weeks, and that was what I was told it would happen. It would, you know, you, your body is improving, all the blood cells are improving, etc. So part of me thought to myself, how do I mimic that without starving myself for five days? Because that was tough. If, you know, I cut out coffee, I cut out everything but the, but, you know, you get a box from this company and it was a really tough five days. Um, around day four or five, I felt great for a little while and, and then I would, but I was ready to eat on, what did we do, pizza or something? I don't know. No, we did pizza beforehand. Remember uh, I did yeah. that huge cheat meal? Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to find a way to mimic that. I've been thinking about it. I kind of needed a mental reboot from tracking. And it was really just one Tuesday morning. We were having breakfast. You typically make breakfast. And thank you for doing that. And I was talking about it. And in in typical Roz fashion, you were just like, stop making excuses and just start now. And I was like, well, I kind of already started. So in my mind, I said, I'll go seven days. Mm -hmm. And I posted it out there just more so for accountability, but also because I knew I had quite a few friends that had done it, so I wanted to get their influence and, and advice. Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, the advice was seven days is not enough. Yeah. But it, for me, it was great because mentally, I was like, I can do this for seven days. And, and like you said earlier, I tracked the entire time. Obviously, I'm going to come in way short of my carbs, you know, like 100% short of my carbs. But my goal was to track my protein and fat to hit my calories. Mm-hmm. And we should probably say right about this point, we're not doctors, right? Oh, little disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> like, we're certainly, I'm here for you if you want to learn more about it. I'm here for you if you want advice. I'm here for you if you need coaching. But if you're doing it for medical reasons, even like I was doing it for my arthritis, talk to your doctor. Or mm-hmm. at least do some research and due diligence, you know, before just starting. Yeah. Because there's other things, and I should say, I am getting a blood test to see where my markers are going. Yeah. So, you know, I've committed to the seven days, and over the course of those seven days, many people have reached out, one of which is a a buddy, Adam, that I met at a CrossFit seminar. He owns CrossFit Northport in Florida, and he offered me some solid advice. He gave gave me, you know, some great tips, and and again, one of them is you got to go longer. And then in retrospect, now that I've gone longer, I agree with everyone that said it. I really started hitting A, my stride and understanding it, but B, seeing the improvements, uh, not just aesthetically, but in my in my foot and in my energy took about 30 days. Mm-hmm. Any questions? <laughs> so, well, how long have you been doing it now? I want to say... You said you started end of July, I, right? No, was it end of no, July? No, I want to say I started on July 7th. Oh, I remember okay. it was a Tuesday, so let me look back in the calendar. Um, so have, let's talk about, because, you know, we just recommended to people that they check check things out with their doctor oh, yeah, see, first. July 7th was a Tuesday. Okay. So I don't know why that date popped in, but I... And now it's September, we're recording this on September 9th, so it's been over two months. Okay, cool. Um, 
So as I was just saying, as we recommended, checking in with your doctor before you embark on doing something like this. Um, have you noticed any negative side effects to this? And we can talk like physical or physiological symptoms as well as just lifestyle. I mean, I've not been tested. My blood glucose was a little high this morning, which... Yeah, you just had coffee, so I don't know if that was impacting things, but... We'll test that. To me, it's going to come down to those blood markers. You know, so we recommend Inside Tracker. I believe we have a code for it. Um, and if you're interested in getting your blood tested, we can, we can certainly give you that code. But to me, it's going to be, what do my blood markers say? If my blood markers... Because last time I had it tested, what was a little high on me? My cholesterol? Uh, yeah, I think you were worried about your cholesterol. You know, that, and that's hereditary that runs in my family. So if my cholesterol has improved, I'll probably continue. Which would be surprising, right? Because usually it's correlated to a high-fat high, high fat diet. But typically a high-fat diet is associated with people eating Satur crappy carbs too. Uh, yeah, and, and saturated fats. Right, so who knows? But to me, it's going to come down to that. If my, if my biomarkers moved in the right direction... I see no reason not to continue. If they haven't, I'll obviously stop, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm not attached to the carnivore diet if my markers aren't, if it's, if it's impacting my health. Right. And what would you say about, I guess, the lifestyle aspect to it? Because obviously we're living in a very different time right now where we're not really going out. So doing this is probably a lot more convenient whilst you're not going out right well i mean we went out for my birthday as a special exception we found a nice place that had a lot of outdoor seating it was really nice and i didn't want to go out and he didn't want jason didn't want to go out at all but when we got there you were like Not okay this is cool like this is wide open i mean it's safer than going into your starbucks and getting your coffee yeah every and, day. and just to be clear not that i didn't want to celebrate your birthday I wanted to celebrate your birthday, but I was just, you know, I'm still hesitant going out. But was that because of COVID or because you were like, I don't want to go out because I'm going to be restricted in what I can eat? Primarily because of COVID. You know me. I don't like going out to eat, right? And you happen to like <laughs> it a lot. I married the wrong guy. <laughs> so I don't dislike it. Once I'm out, I enjoy food. To me, especially when it comes to tracking macros, that trumps eating out. It's just my opinion. There's no right or wrong. I don't fault you for being a foodie. There is a right or wrong, <laughs> and he's wrong. <laughs> so, so anyway, you, you asked about what was the question? You said what were some of the things I liked about it? No, I was asking whether you had had any negative experience oh. from it, and and I guess my point is, do you feel like this is still going to be sustainable when? when we feel more comfortable going out to eat again? Because, you know, when we were in Boulder before COVID, we were going out to eat like once a week at least. Yeah, at least. I was eating and I was getting snacks throughout the day regularly, Chipotle all the time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with this style of eating, that's still entirely possible. Like you were getting a, a rotisserie chicken from some taco joint, right? And... um I mean, the sushi, the all-you-can-eat sushi is going to be a, a bit of a bummer with you, though. Well, that's something I'm going to have to navigate because I want to do, I certainly want to do sushi again, and I certainly want to do crumble cookie again. Yeah. So, but to answer your questions, I do think it's sustainable. 
I, I haven't seen, again, the priority is my biomarkers, but outside of that, I've not seen any impact that I would consider negative. When, when I first got back to CrossFit training, intervals were challenging. Yeah, I think they're challenging when you first get well, back to CrossFit anyway. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's hard for me to determine is it because I was doing carnivore because I just hadn't been doing Metcons in quite some time. Mm. So, and, and, and now, you know, two months into carnivore and over a month back at a box, I've, I've really, so rather than saying what isn't negative, let me talk about what's positive. Yeah, yeah. So one of it is I feel very energized during workouts. It's, it's. It's hard to say, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to compare to my past. I'm a little older. We're living, you know, in a state where the altitude definitely impacts your breathing. You know, I'm not really training for anything specific in mind, so I'm more enjoying my training right now. But I feel great as far as energy during workouts. And I would say a couple of the big takeaways are I feel from the moment I wake up, I feel energized. You know, there's a clarity you get when you fast. Those of you that fast know what I'm talking about. Like 12, 16 hours into that fast, you're, 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 it's kind of like a buzz. You're kind of hot. I was about to say, like, what you're describing is kind of sounds like what you used to say about training when you were intermittent fasting. Sorry, our, our dogs are just going a little crazy in the background. Yeah, there just <laughs> happens to be snow in September. No yeah, big deal. Yeah. But, you know, I... From the moment I wake up, even, you know, whether I've had a great night's sleep or, or a terrible night's sleep, I don't feel lethargic during the day. You know, I would say consistently. Once in a while, maybe, but pretty consistently. Um, secondly, my foot feels phenomenal. Now, again, being fair, I haven't trained jiu-jitsu mm. since pandemic, and that often impacts my foot. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel it. Don't get me wrong. Like, when I lunge which is probably the most impactful movement. I feel it, but it doesn't, I would say it's, it's at a three consistently where it was at a seven or eight regularly. Is that, is that a pain score? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't feel it right now, which is where in the past it would, it would always be throbbing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say, I know you used to walk so slowly because you're like, my foot. And I'm like, oh my God, well, speed up, man. I, it like literally hurt every step I took, like the flexion of my big toe or extension, I should say. Now, the last thing I think that's the most important for me right now, and then I'll give one negative because I have one kind of negative, is I'm tracking, but very loosely tracking. And I don't put any stress on myself about my numbers. And I'm sustaining a weight and aesthetic look that I'm very pleased with. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, with that being said, I'm avoiding a lot of foods. And I think that's mm. where people should consider it. I've, the people that I've recommended this plan to are people that struggle with the gray area of macros. The flexibility and freedom of it, right? So overindulging in the in the carbs and the and the treats. <laughs> correct. Like, cool. I measured my cinnamon toast crunch, but let me scoop a little more on mm -hmm. those types of people, where where one thing can trigger them. And I was always great about that. Like, I would always shut it down. But but like we were saying during the pandemic, I definitely was getting a little loose with that. So to me, it was just a way of saying, hey, you know, again, black and white. Is it meat? Eat it. Is it not? Don't eat it. So. 
I'll still snack at night, but to me it's a win when I snack on, you know, salami or pork rinds or cheese versus grabbing a jar of peanut butter or nuts and more. So, you know, with that being said, that's probably the one negative is you're eliminating a lot of foods. Mm. And, and once in a while, I talked about this recently on my YouTube channel, if you're stressed, you feel that impact. Like when I got stressed last week, my body immediately started craving those treats. Mm. But luckily, you know, because of this, I, I didn't do it where I think maybe if I were doing macros, I might have given into that. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost, all right, I, I can track it or I don't have to be perfect, but it's not like I'm cheating terribly where if I have some peanut butter right now, like I've broken my carnivore lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would add it. And like I said, big big picture for me is I'm, I'm walking around at a weight approximately 142 and seeing what I like to see in the mirror with less stress than macros. And again, this is not for everyone. You know, I still would recommend 95% of people do macros Mm -hmm. because I have a very black and white brain and we also, you and I live a lifestyle where right now it's easy. But when we do start going out more, I, you know, to answer your question, I don't think it'd be impossible. We went out to that restaurant and I got a double order of chicken wings and they were delicious. Right. And then I was looking at the menu. There was a, what was the other thing I was going to get? There was like a, I think pork Pork. tenderloin, chimichurri pork tenderloin, which I think would have been okay. Minimal carbs and chimichurri sauce generally. Um, But yeah, there, there were options. And I think these days too, like most restaurants are very amiable in doing whatever you want just be one of those people that (laughs) kind of orders off the menu or just says yeah I don't need that side with that or maybe your pregnant wife wants to eat that (laughs) for you (laughs) assuming she's not watching birthing videos and crying at a computer (laughs) so what's that no go on you go no I was gonna say and and, and again, that's one of those instances where you, you make the decision is, you know, is, is having chimichurri sauce the end of the world when I'm all, only eating pork? You know, if, if your dinner comes with sides, again, that's where you say either, you know, offer it to your pregnant wife, ask them not to bring it, mm-hmm. you know, or take it home and you can eat it tomorrow. But a lot of people I know that do carnivore, it's, you know, pretty easy. You go to, you get steak. I would say the downfall is it's probably just more expensive. Yeah, I was going to ask about cost, actually, because I think you were talking about that earlier in the week. I mean, the cost when you're at home is is not too high, right, in general? So I, I did a video on my YouTube channel again where I did it. A... Jason Ackerman YouTube channel? Yeah, so I don't know how to tell people to find your YouTube channels. I don't know. Just look for Jason Ackerman. Jason Ackerman 78. It's YouTube.com forward slash c forward slash jason ackerman 78 oh okay but it's also in my instagram so i did it i did a a true day of what i ate and it came out to a little less than 20 dollars. i think that's reasonable at home yeah at home yeah i mean i've not ate anything out yeah you know we've done a couple order outs of chicken wings right on like uber eats or when we went out but but yeah i would and that was and I think you can get it much cheaper. That if you go to Costco like we do, I could have. That was just a regular day. I put no thought into trying to keep it cheap. I just ate mm-hmm. what I would have ate. Mm-hmm. So if I really was trying to get it down cheaper, I would have, you know, only ate meats from Costco, 
um, only ate the foods that were on sale. And a couple of the things that I ate, for example, smoked salmon that day is expensive. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, what would you say a normal day of eating costs somebody? Gosh, I mean, if people are eating out, probably more than $20. I mean, that was my point. When I would go to Chipotle, you know, it'd be 8 to $10. Mm -hmm. And that's one meal. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a cheap meal out. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you're going out to a restaurant. You know, if you're eating at home, I, I've never done it, and maybe I can, you know, do this, but I, I don't know what my day of macros would have been. I don't think it would have been much different. What do you mean, sorry? If, if I were eating a standard protein, carb, fat, macro meal or macro oh, day of eating. the cost of it? Right. I don't think, the only thing that would have been cheap is, you know, my, your carbs you can get from really cheap sources. Yeah. You know, rice, cereal, yeah. bananas, but... But ultimately, if you're going to get your standard amount of protein, you're going to have to, that's, that's where you're spending money. Yeah. The point is, you know, $20 a day is $140 a week. So it's like $560 a month, call it. I don't think that's unreasonable. You're expensive to have around. <laughs> I, is that really, I mean. I don't know. I'm interested. I wonder what other people, uh, if they want to tot up their days and let us know. Because I don't know. But, but again. That's without trying to get the cost down. Sure, sure, sure. If we really tried to, we'd be, all right, let's go to Costco and let's load up on eggs. Let's mm -hmm. load up on Costco bacon, get the pork butt that we've been getting, get, you know, chicken, et cetera. Yeah. So I, it could have been cheaper. Most of the foods I buy at King Supers or the supermarket, I tend to buy the foods that are on sale, but it's still not quite as cost effective as a Costco membership. Mm -hmm. And or BJ's or whatever wholesale place you guys go to. Mm -hmm. So let's just uh, maybe summarize a couple things. I think you had some, I mean, what are your top tips or what are your, what are your, what are your key takeaways from the carnivore diet? Maybe that'd be useful for people. Couple key takeaways would be one, commit to at least 30 days. Mm -hmm. Because I think short term, it's gonna be easy but once you hit that stride, it gets easier. And also, when you feel and see the benefits, you're gonna be more motivated to continue. So I'd say if you're in, you have to give it 30 days and ideally a little bit longer because I will say it continues to improve. And for getting started, if somebody is already tracking macros and they are you know, doing, let's say a 40-30-30 split with their carbs, fat, and, and protein, how should they get started? How do they know where to start with their caloric intake for carnivore? Should they just take the same caloric intake and attribute all of you know all of their macros to protein and fat? How much to protein? How much to fat? Yeah, I would say don't worry about that. If you're tracking macros, first of all, if you're tracking macros and seeing success, I would say just keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to make a change for you know any number of reasons, I would say leave your macros as is and just hit the calories at the end of the day. It'd be very hard to not hit your, you know, I would say make sure you're hitting your protein, but it'd be very hard to hit your calories through carnivore and not hit your protein. Yeah. Unless you were just, you know, slathering butter on things, which, <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about. I don't really add butter to anything, but unless you're doing butter and oils, if you're eating meat, you're gonna hit your protein. Yeah. And you know, that's those are two other things I suppose we can talk about is butter and oils. Again, 
it's not necessarily meat. If you're on that dairy train, I would say incorporate that. Mm-hmm. But I would I would try without unless you just really want the flavor of butter or you're struggling to get your total food in, which I never do. And a lot of people fast when they're doing this. I don't fast. I might fast a day or two here and there, but not all day. I, I, I enjoy no, eating this. just some, skip breakfast sometimes. Yeah, and I might have food at like noon. But most days you and I have breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, my breakfast is so filling, my three amigos, right, my eggs, bacon, and sausage – that I don't wind up eating till after I work out at four o'clock. But I think that would be my number one tip. Commit to it. This would be the ultimate tip. You you need to have meat prepared at all times. And that might mean defrost things. That might mean having, you know, when we first started, or when I first started, we were doing the pork butt a lot. It's not a diet where you can go in the pantry and grab a snack like you can with macros. So you need to have meat prepared at all times. So that way, if you do get hungry or you do want a snack, you're not left scrambling. So Mm -hmm. get some pork rinds, which are an easy grab. Get some deli meat. Get some cheese, but then have the... Jerky's good too. Jerky, but then have some of the bulk meats that are you're going to cook. Steak, chicken, turkey, etc. Fish prepared at all times. Yeah, I mean, typically we would do a pork butt a week in the crock pot so you got a lot of shredded pork there for the and then it usually lasts the whole week oh thing. easily it's yeah so big and that was i mean you talk about getting in the cost down that huge pork butt i, I believe it's like 25 dollars. yeah i was gonna say it's 24 dollars even and it, it we had to make it twice in the crock pot it oh was yeah so big. We, we had to cut it in half yeah so um, and then one thing that i noticed i guess i should throw in there is your, your body's going to be thrown off a bit. It took a couple of weeks, but then all of a sudden I was cramping a lot. Hmm. So, you know, pink Himalayan salt is your friend. I sprinkle it on everything. There's other products you can use. I don't do any. I haven't taken any supplements since starting this. Hmm. And, I, you know, I don't take supplements typically, but, but certainly during this. So, you know, make sure you're keeping your electrolytes in balance. But, again, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, email us. I'll get back to you if it's about carnivore. Contact it on your eating. Happy to coach you or mentor you through this if this is something you think might be appealing to you. Or shoot us a DM, add on your eating. Roz typically gets those, but you'll get that to me. Probably. <laughs> and I'm excited to share with you guys again. I may have made it sound way more exciting and enticing and like you're going to get these tremendous results. Make sure it's something that you truly want to give a go and You have a reason for doing it, and I'm happy to coach you through it. Cool. All right. No, no, go make my three amigos. Yeah, (laughs) it's breakfast time. (laughs) So my my three amigos has kind of become the the quad the quad amigos, I guess. Oh oh yeah, what now? There's four of everything. Yeah, it was three eggs, three bacon, three sausage, but now. Well, now it's at least four eggs. Yeah, because like I said, I usually eat that and it fills me up for most of... The only reason I wind up eating lunch is because Roz is always eating because she's pregnant <laughs> and I just sit down and join her. But yeah, the three amigos gets me pretty full. And I think, last thing, I find that even when I have a substantial breakfast with high fat, I don't feel lethargic. Like I can hit a workout 20 minutes later. Hmm. So it, it's interesting to see that and... And I really enjoy that aspect. So, anything else? No, I think you covered it all. 
All right, well, great first episode, Beth. Yeah, good job, hon. Thank you. If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, hit us up. If you have topics you want us to cover, let us know. And again, if you're interested in checking this out, please email us, contact at ownyoureading.com. Thanks again for listening to the Own Your Eating podcast. Roz and I are extremely grateful that you took the time to download and listen to our episode. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, or concerns, we'd love to hear from you. You can shoot us a DM on Instagram at ownyoureating or shoot us an email, contact at ownyoureating.com. Thanks again for listening.